0: Welcome to Golf Brain. I'm Nick Zoller. I'm Blake Ringfish. And, uh, yeah, we're going to help you improve your golf game. So I'd say we got, like, hopefully faster than we improved ours. (laughs) Way faster than we improved (laughs) ours. So if you stick around, we're going to talk about things like tips for beginner golfers. We're going to talk about tips, things that help us with our golf game, current events, everything that's going on in the golf world, because I feel like there's a lot going on right now. There is, yeah. But first, we're gonna get into for beginners. Uh, so the first tip for beginners would definitely be something that a lot of amateur golfers don't focus on enough, which would be the amount of three putts and the amount of just wasted shots per round. So. Um, I agree, but first, let's get into our credentials as well. I'm a college golfer, played golf for literally ever, I, uh, yeah, i played it forever, that's really about (laughs) it. I'm a college golfer as well, uh, but I stepped away from playing golf for about two years to teach golf, so, that's my credentials. I'm a Bobby Clampett Impact Zone Instructor, certified, some would say. (laughs) (laughs) Certified Impact Zone Instructor, so. You want to get that club end out? You come see Blake Ringfish. Um But yeah, that's pretty, pretty much the credentials of what we got. I hit raging hooks. <laughs> raging <laughs> hooks. He uh, is anti-left, anti-right, so he only hits pushes it out right to left. But that'll be a further, further episode. So let's get into episode one: Test for beginner golfers. I would say you're sitting on the range. You're kind of just picking up clubs. Obviously, no one's gonna work on their short game from the rip. So let's just talk about the driving range for now. The first thing to do on a driving range would be to make sure that you're finding the center of the club no, face. No, stretch, stretch. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> after you stretch, you should take three-quarter swings or half swings, whatever feels most comfortable. Make sure that you're finding the center of the club face and having an ability to make sure that you can consistently find the same area. On the club face to produce consistent results. Continue to your thoughts, Blake. That was my thoughts. What did you finish on? Just the ability to find the center of the club face, no matter what circumstances provide. And also know that you're not going to find the center of the club face a lot. No, every shot will feel different. Yeah, like eighty-five percent of shots. Like I would say, even ninety-nine percent of shots are not going to be hit the exact way you want them to be hit. Blake, where do you? Uh, where's your wear marks on your clubs? Directly out of the toe. Blake's a toe ball player. Yeah. That's also, I'd say, a pretty big thing is swing your swing. And once you have the swing, I mean, you can get lessons and stuff, obviously, and better your swing to be consistent in the same impact zone, but I'd say everybody. just I mean, yeah, you just got to learn to get the ball in the hole. Yeah, exactly. In the fewest amount of strokes. Which I'd say the easiest way to do that is short game. Definitely cut down. Got to cut down the short game. You have to cut down as they're, most amateur golfers could cut 50% of their short game shots off. Including, I mean, college golfers are the same way. Yeah. I would say, honestly, like, no matter what level you're at, if your short game is dialed, don't, you're going to... Like, you could be the worst golfer ever. But if you keep it in play and have a good short game, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, the 85-year-old men that still shoot around par, they're not hitting the ball 250 yards. Like, they hit yeah. it, they, like they're like they lucky to hit it 190 yards, and they just scramble and get up and down all the time. So Exactly. That's like... Like I hit it a long ways, but my short game is so bad it like cancels out. Short game's pure. Short game is not pure. <laughs> I mean, like I think even if I hit wedges, I'm not throwing them at two feet. No, that's another you thing. you are expe- totally opposite. Yeah, completely opposite of Yeah. Manage expectations. That's a huge thing. Don't expect to go to the course and and play well and do different things because you just fail and you get pissed so angry at yourself. There, I've broken a few clubs in my time. Yeah, for sure. Which I also don't do that, because they're so so expensive and <laughs> it's so unnecessary. But I've done it as well. It's actually horrible for the bank account, so. Terrible for the bank account. <laughs> Especially if you're paying for college. Even worse, go down a never-ending spiral of pain and agony. Basically what we're saying is don't play golf in college, because it sucks. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so okay. Let's talk about like you also got to think about how not everybody has enough time. Like not everyone's gonna have as much time as we do to play golf. So let's think about your no. your average Joe, who has time after five o'clock to go play for a couple hours or practice like twice or once a week. If you have an if you have an hour a week to practice and you get to play nine holes, you would be considered fortunate. Like yeah, as, like if you're working class, right. so. If you have an hour to practice, I would suggest using 45. I would suggest using 90% of that time around the putting green, on the putting green. And then when you have time to play nine holes, if you can squeeze out 10 minutes early and go hit range balls for 10 minutes and work on something technical for 10 minutes and then figure out how to use it on the course. I agree. I think the biggest thing, too, and I got into this never-ending loop, is when you're working on something on the range, leave it on the range. Yeah, you just have to. You have to, when you go to play golf. You have to just play golf and just. You cannot be thinking about your golf swing. Yeah. Like I do. Yeah. <laughs> like a wise man once told me to find your target and just think about your target. Yeah. The whole time. The wise man told me the same thing, and I still think about how far inside I can get it. Yeah, Blake likes to really shallow out the club, like, <laughs> really shallow it out. My wedge shots create no divots. It's really something else. <laughs> But Blake has this issue when he, he gets into to like a rough situation where the lie is not really good or it's below average. He is just chalked. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of the Duffy once that happens. <laughs> so if I'm in the skew, you just have to hope you don't hit it in the skew. Cause yeah, you don't want to hit it in the skew. We actually, so we played in West Virginia, so that is a uh, – Yeah, there's there's, there's a lot of skew. Not only is there a lot of skew, um, there's a lot of patches with just no grass, just dead. There's also a lot of situations where you're playing on a, like a side hill lie like this and it just turns into a baseball swing. Yeah, and it's really hard when you swing 11 degrees inside out to mimic that stance. You can't get, you can't really hit it too well. No, no it's either super chunky or you hit your pitching wedge 150 yards on accident. So <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of mean. So if you're a baseball player and you hit a slice, go to Blake Greenfish. Yeah. Because you will no longer ever hit a slice again. You will, it will be impossible. That's actually probably a huge thing for beginner golfers that are are hitting the slice. I could definitely fix that. 100%. Yeah. There's no no way in my golf swing that that ball is ever going to start left and finish right. No. No. (laughs) It might start right and finish right. But usually if it starts right, it's coming back left. And it could miss left. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) for a beginner golfer that is on the range hitting mean slices like mean slices like they are not the the balls are not staying in play what should they do the the worst thing that they could do would be to aim more left why because all it does is open your stance more and makes you swing more to the left creating a bigger slice creating a bigger slice so the more left you aim the more you're going to slice it so in my opinion, if you have time to go to the range, I would just go to the range and aim right and force the ball to come left. Stand with your feet pointed 60 yards right of your target line and your club face pointed on your target line, and the ball cannot slice. You have to swing across your feet line. I think that's huge. Swing across your feet line. Did, you hear that? Did anyone else hear that? The cricket in the background. There Pardon. is a cricket in this room somewhere, and we cannot find it. We think Keala let it in. Yeah, once you just walked in there. Yeah, definitely let it in there. But back to the slice, which is, like, every beginner golfer's issue. That's why I hated golf when I was younger. I would play baseball games all week, then go play golf with my dad and just hit ripping slices. I ripped a slice until I didn't, and now I hit a ripping hook. Is that because of the ripping slice? No, it's because of the ripping hosel rocket that I'm deathly afraid of. Never say the word in front of Blake Ringfish. Why? It'll. Nope. I'm not even gonna <laughs> get into it. I'm not even gonna get into it. He's got a crippling fear of it. That's why he has a 11 degree into out, which means he hits a raging hook. <laughs> the ball never misses right, ever. And the the reason he has a wear mark. Wear mark. On his toe is because he's so horrified of the hosel. Don't play golf like that. There's. You the can't ball. play scared golf. No. There's this beautiful thing called the sweet spot of a club, and it's in the center, not the toe. Your boy uses uh, player's irons as well, so they feel really nice off the toe, actually. I actually watched him hit one off the center, and he told me that it felt like the heel. <laughs> so, it, it was good, though. Blake Greenfish impact. Certified. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But Okay, so what do you suggest to keep the ball in play with no penalty shots? Hit whatever you have to that you feel comfortable with that will stay in play. What if you're a better golfer and you're slicing everything? You're slicing seven iron, you're slicing all of it. What do you hit? Nothing. You hit the range. That's your answer. You hit the club that you know you can keep in play. That's like. Yeah, no. For it's me, it's way. like. For me, it's a hybrid. Like. The three hybrid goes hard. <laughs> so, I mean. The confidence in Blake's three hybrid, I'd put my life on it. Or the putter. When he goes fourth in a scramble, it needs to beat me. <laughs> he he goes hard with that. If I get three reads, it's probably going in the hole. He's a lethal putter, but only when I don't read my own line. <laughs> when you've seen the putt three times. When I've seen the putt three times, it's going in the hole. That's another topic we could talk about. If you have, a, uh, you want you want to go out when your fundraiser, your company scramble. What do you got to go do? You mean to win a scramble? Yeah, what's the strategy to win a scramble? Best putter goes last. Best line putter goes last. So the best putter that can hit their line the most consistently goes last. That's why I go last. Because I always hit the line. Okay. What about off the tee? The longest player goes last. The best player could go last, but you should. More than likely, put the best player in the front, so then you know you always have one in play, and then the longest player can go bombs away on it. That would be so. Four man scramble. You're trying to win your fundraiser scramble. Your company scramble. Whoever You're trying to impress your coworker, who's working the bev cart. What do you got to do? You're on the tee. You're nervous. How do you shake those first tee nerves? On a scramble, this isn't. This is different than other things. T- scramble first tee. All your buddies around. Haggling, what are you going to do? You've got to go through a routine. And get a sure Bible these- and pray? <laughs> yeah, get a Bible and pray first. Actually, buy the Quran. I'm not sure what that is or what religion that follows, but one of them. Buy it. Yeah, Figure buy it. Buy me. it and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Comment section down below. Um, No, but you definitely have to just find a routine and stick to it. I mean... It doesn't have to be the same routine every time. It's just whatever you do, whatever makes you feel comfortable over the ball. You have to do it. This is a different opinion than me and uh, Blake have when it comes to routines. But he's also he's more of a field player. Whether you like submit or not, he's a field player when it comes to routines. I am a field player when it comes to routines. I, whatever feels like natural and whatever comes to me is what happens. I've learned that I'm super like systematic. Like it has to be the same. I'm not systematic at all i'm systematic when it comes to holy shit i'm at the top of my backswing and i need this ball to go left that's another thing don't try to switch your thoughts over the top of your backswing it's not gonna go well no it does not go well no but that's how i am every golfer is different but going back to what you're saying about when you're on the first tee of a scramble Go through your routine that you've done a 1,000 times or 10 times on the range. The biggest thing to do is find an intermediate target. Find something that you can look at right before you swing and swing over it, and that's all you can do. Yeah. After that, there's – once the ball leaves the club face, you can't control it anymore, so. Yeah. yeah, No. So you're targeting the distance, obviously, probably the center of the fairway. Unless you're playing West Virginia, then it's probably like 50 yards in the rough, so it can roll down into the fairway or maybe through the fairway. Mine's the right rough, no matter what hole I play. Right rough? I started on the right rough. You, he plays a big draw. I always look, when I'm playing golf, I'm looking at, so say left is dead, you're going to be OB left. I'm either right rough. Like, yeah. Whatever side is, is dead, I'm looking at the opposing side, and I'm going to shape it back into. So I'm, officially, like I'm starting the ball away from the dead, bringing it back in. The way you can actually do that as well is to tee up on the right side of the tee box, like the correct side. So, like if there's dead left, yeah, you have to tee it up on the left side. Yeah, and aim right. Yeah, if which I do that on every single hole, but that's just because I know what my ball's gonna do. So, like, I never try to tee it up on the right side of the tee box, ever, because that would just aim left, and that's gonna go more left. Why would I want to do that? I agree. So in my like. If, if there's junk right, like out of bounds right, I would just... I was, me personally, because I know what my ball is going to do every single time, I tee it up on the left side, and I aim it at the junk, and I make sure that it comes back. Right. What about the guys that don't know what's going to happen with their ball? You have to go with what, you, what happens most. I mean, you have to play the percentages. Can you get into a little bit what playing the percentage means? Just playing Getting the percentage... It's a perfect example. I cannot hit a cut at all right. in the slightest. Like, not, not an attempted cut unless with my wedges or something like that, but I cannot hit a cut with a driver and the other day I was in a scramble and I la- aimed, I set it up on the right side of the tee box and tried to hit a cut and it did not work. It was double crossed and it went dead left. So, I, I know 99% of the time the ball's going to draw, I don't know why I wouldn't just tee it up on the left side, so. Right, so don't Don't try to hit shots that you don't practice. Yeah, don't try to hit shots that you don't think you can hit. Right. If you're standing over a ball thinking this ball's not going to go in the hole, you're just not going to go in the hole. Exactly. Like you did on that two-footer today, but that's besides the point. I did pooch a two-footer today. And I would like to let you know that I went birdie-birdie bogey, so I was still feeling a little okay. Par. Stood over a two-footer after a miraculous chip shot off the mountain. Rolled down. And I had to play it outside the cup from two feet. Welcome to West Virginia. Welcome to West Virginia Golf. I missed it, by the way. Made the bogey. Pretty lit. Back to even. He actually had longer coming back for bogey than he did for par. It was interesting. But at that point, I didn't actually look into it too much, so I just banged it in the back of the cup. Yeah, we like which, that, though. Which is also something that I would like to get into. Why is it that when you care less about a putt, it goes in? Like, my bogeys always be banging in there. Why did birdies not do that? The care, the care less thing is you're putting so much... You tense up over the putts you want to go in, so... That's why I don't aim at the hole for anything I do. Like, I always aim outside of, like, I don't ever pick the hole as my target line. I pick a line, and I pick a speed, and if I hit that line and that speed and it doesn't go in, then I don't care. It's not my, like, after I hit my line and my speed, I can't control what it does. Yeah. I, I would also like to mention that Blake is the best putter I've ever met in my life, so got a good, <laughs> got a good putting lesson on 18 today after a long round of multiple three putts. But he had 37 putts today. 37 putts today. That's over two putts per hole, so. Yeah. It's a rough day on the yeah. course. <laughs> I shot 44 on the front nine and broke 80, so. <laughs> shot one over on the front nine and still broke. Shot 36, 42. Do that math. So. What, do you, what else we got here? Um, We can kind of wrap it up with, uh, so let's summarize what we talked about. Beginner golfers you have first started golf you're picking it up with the time that you have prioritize putting prioritize chipping so you know short game around the greens majority 100, yards 100, 100 yards and in 100 yards in okay 100 yards and in and then because like 95 percent of the time you go to a golf course they're putting greens free yeah so go hit that if you got like an hour of time go hit that don't pay for balls you got two hours of time hit do that for an hour Hour and 15, I would even say. Hour and a half. And then go hit balls for the other 30, 45 minutes. Find the center of the face. Half swing. Yeah. So then Mm kind of moving forward, a lot of beginner players playing scrambles. How do you win your scramble? How do you, like, beat the first team nerves? Find a routine, stick to it. No matter what the routine is, if it's a club twirl before you walk into the ball, if it's finding something to aim at and just making sure you swing over that, I mean, that's... That's the biggest thing. Don't hit shots you don't know how to hit. Don't hit shots you don't know how to hit. you're not confident, you aren't going to be able to do it. And now for the final piece of information, our drill for the day. I think our best drill is our ladder drill with the wedges. It's a good drill. I would say that that would be... You want to go into it? Yeah, so the ladder drill would be to stick four alignment sticks on the ground on the putting green. For each alignment stick there's a window so between the fringe and the first alignment stick would be the first window and then the fringe or the first alignment stick and the second alignment stick would be the second window so you're trying to hit a shot into each one of those windows in sequential order and then do it backwards off the last window yeah so it really helps just to improve feel and kind of picking a landing zone and making sure you hit it there it trains your hands to do what your brain is telling it to do yeah, exactly And uh, this podcast slash, you know, video sponsored by Apple Juice No specific brand, just Apple Juice Great value Apple Juice, no, no, don't plug them up Okay No specific brand of Apple Juice Thank you But we would like a great great value Apple Juice sponsorship Yeah, if great value wants to, you know, hit us up I'll It,
1: it, it was at a great
0: value it, I mean, that was like a $1.89 so. That's what I'm saying Find out your nearest Walmart. You could buy that for, like, you could buy four nitros for that. Don't buy nitros. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy nitros. Beginner <laughs> golfers, don't buy top flights or nitros. Yeah. Yeah, we're done.